We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Chris is our college and young adult pastor. He's doing a great job with uh, college and young professionals. And again, last week he was supposed to preach. Uh, I actually had some issues with my voice and throat this week, so I thought, let's just put him back in the box and let him go this week, because I may not be able to do this morning and the Spanish service tonight. So would you welcome Chris Anariva this morning as he comes to minister God's Word. How are we doing today? How are we doing? Thank you, Pastor. Okay, so real quick, we don't got much time. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about a couple of things today. First of all, I'm going to talk about the kingdom of heaven, right, which is the kingdom of God in the world, right, and how there's people out there that are lost that we have to bring into the kingdom of heaven, right? So before I start, I just want everybody to bow your head so I can pray real quick for the word of God. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask God that your will be done in this place, God, that you just take control of every word that's going to come out of my mouth, God. I just bless you, God. We assault you, God, because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God. I just ask that you change the atmosphere in this place, God, that you transform hearts, God, transform minds, God, and that you just break their hearts, God, and just pour your love in there, God, your precious love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How many of y'all happy to be here today? I want everybody to look at your neighbor and say, you are beautiful. Say, God loves you. And he has a precious word for you today. Amen. See, today I want to talk about the kingdom of God. See, because so many times we live on earth, right? And we put our whole being, our whole mind, our whole heart on earthly things, right? Not knowing that when we leave, when God calls us, everything's going to be left behind. See, I brought a little presentation before I start because I'm going to need this. Where, imagine this road going forever. See, it ends right there, but in reality, in the kingdom of God, it goes forever. And this represents earth, right? And so many times, we just focus on the earthly part. Not knowing that we're going to spend eternity with Christ, right? See, this is eternity. See, I want to take you to the Bible. I'm going to give you a couple of verses where many times we forget this. See, the Bible said, seek first the kingdom of God. If we go to Matthew 6, verse 31 through 33, it says, so do not worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the adulterers eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. See, many times we work and we work and we work. Right? Trying to save money to live a comfortable life when you retire. Right? But see, not knowing that when you retire, it's somewhere right here. Right? Somewhere right here. Forgetting about the rest of your life. See, there's an end. There's always going to come an end in your life. Even after you retire, when you, think about it. Where are you going to go when you leave this place, this earthly place? See, 
But if you put your heart on godly things, right? Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. How many of us are worried about tomorrow? Hmm? I know a lot of us are, right? But see, a lot of us going through our own problems, right? And we feel like our problems are the more, the more worst things that ever happened to us, right? But there's people out there that are doing worse than us. See, we're, every morning I wake up, I tell God, thank you. Because that's another opportunity for him to work in me. And that's another opportunity that God gave me here on earth. See, every time you wake up and you open your eyes, that's the, God is not done with you yet. All right? God is not. And that gives you an opportunity to continue to work for what's left after your life. See, let's not always think about the things that are on earth. Because these come to an end. Right? See, Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. He said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. See, Jesus said it. The kingdom is near. In the blink of an eye, Jesus can come. In the blink of an eye. See, and that means his kingdom is near for each and every one of us. See, we'll never know we're going to be called home. How many of y'all know we're going to be called home? Hmm? Think about it. We focus too much time on this. Because that's what the devil wants you to do. The devil wants you to forget about the rest of your life after death. Because he knows that if you only focus on this, he's going to keep you here. And you're not going to experience everything that God has for you over here. See, this is eternal life through Christ. That's the only way. Jesus I am the only way, the truth, and the life. And no one goes to the Father except through me. So the only way you're going to get to this is through Jesus Christ. The only way. There's no other way. The only way is this. If we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 11. See, this is a verse that probably many people don't like. Because how many of y'all know that truth hurts? Right? But see, Jesus is the truth. See, I'm not here to condone nobody. I'm not here to judge nobody because Jesus said my word will do the judging. See, because Jesus is the one that's going to do the judging. Because at the end of our life, we're all going to be judged by him. There's only one judge. One judge. Not Judge Judy. Not nobody else. One judge. And he's sitting on the throne on the right hand of God. And he's here to proclaim his gospel and his good news. See, the Bible says, we start at 9. It says, do you not know that the, um, that the unrighteousness will not inherit, inherit the kingdom of, of God? Do not be deceived. No sexual immortal people, adulterers, adulterers, or anyone practicing homosexuality, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. See, it's right there. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you, you know, stop doing this or stop doing that because the word gives it to you. See, it's all about this. Where the rest of your life is going to be at. And I'm here to tell you, there's people here that give their all to God. And God sees the heart. He knows our heart. The Bible says he knows every, heart, every hair that's on your head. He counts them. Because he created you in your mother's womb before you were born. God didn't make no one evil. Right? He didn't make nobody bad. So when somebody tells you that you're bad or you're awful or you're, or you're this or you're that, that's a lie. God didn't make that. God created you perfect. In his eyes, you are perfect. So when somebody tell you that, that means it's not coming from God, it's coming from the devil. Because see, there's people out there that live in this world that criticize the people that are in this world and that are focusing only on Jesus Christ. 
See, the devil will come to you and tell you, you're a liar, you're ugly, nobody loves you, nobody wants you, you will never amount to nothing. But I want you to know that through Christ, through Christ Jesus, you are everything to him. And, and since you are everything to him, he would do anything in his soul. That's why he came to die on the cross for you. Because he wanted to save you. He wanted you to experience this life, not this life. So remember that this life is what matters. See, we're here temporary. We're, we're, I always say this, we're like on a business trip. How many of y'all work at a job where you have to go out of state or, or travel, right? See, the Bible said we are inheritors of the kingdom of God, right? So since we're inheritors of the kingdom of God, we're not of this world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're of this world. We're just here on a business trip. We all have a job here, and that job is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the job that we came to this dark world to do, is to spread his gospel so that we can bring the lost cheap and bring them into this world. See, so we all have a job in this place. You're not here just to live, to wake up every morning at 6 o'clock and get ready and go to work. Go to work, eat lunch, talk to your neighbors, go back home and do it all over again. That's not what Jesus came to die for. If that was the case, why did he come and die for it? Right? Jesus could have just stayed in heaven. Well, you know what? Live your life. When you die, I'll bring you home. It doesn't work like that. Jesus had a mission and a purpose. And that was to come and die for us so that we can get out of this world to come to this world for eternity with him. Think about that. That's how we have to live our life. So don't never let nobody criticize you when you're doing the things of God because that's coming from the devil. See, the devil will do anything to destroy you because the Bible said the devil came to seek, kill, and destroy. Right? Because he wants to take you to hell. That's his mission. But Jesus overcame the world. He overcame the world so that you can leave this world and come into this world. Amen? That's why we got to proclaim the kingdom of God. If we look at Acts chapter 28 verse 31 it says proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with full boldness and without hindrance. See that means we should never stop. Think about all the people that you encounter every day. All the people at your jobs, the people at your own home. How many times do you come across somebody that's hurt? Right? Or that's, or that's sad or they're going through some things. So, I mean, sometimes we're so good at covering things that we don't show it. Some of us don't show emotion because we're scared. But see, Jesus knows everything that you're going through. When the storm comes, Jesus is there. Like the story, when the, when the storm came, the disciples grew up as fishermen, right? So they were experienced in, in that profession when it came to storms and, you know, when they're on the, on the water. But they were scared. They thought they were going to die. And what Jesus was doing? On the boat sleep. So these people were panicking, crying, saying, oh, Lord, we're about to die. What are we going to do? And, and, and remember, they grew up around that. And Jesus on the boat sleep. I can imagine the boat just rocking and just going and Jesus just peacefully sleeping. Why? Because when they, when they woke up, Jesus, Jesus said, first thing he said was, Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? So I ask you this morning, where is your faith? When that storm comes, don't stay right here. Come to this. Come to the light. Because if you stay here, the devil will keep you there to bring it down. So come to the kingdom of God and he will take you and make you overcome all your problems. So young adults, everybody in this room, I'm, I'm speaking mostly to the young people because our adults have more experience. When you're going through something, pray to God. Don't go to your friends. Pray to the kingdom of God, and he will bring you out of it. There's so many young people that are out there that are killing themselves, suicide, that are running to drugs, alcohol, because they're stuck in this world not knowing that there's a better world in Jesus Christ. 
That's why it's our job to be an example and show them that there's only one way, one way that can build everything back up that's inside that's broken, and that's Jesus. Proclaim his kingdom with boldness. Do not be scared. Don't be shy. That's why I love the little outreaches that we're doing to reach people. I know sometimes I, it happens to me. Like, I was scared before I came out here. Like, I was shy. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, but see, shyness comes from the enemy. Right? Because you think Jesus would want to put shyness in your heart before you speak his word? No. Jesus wants his word to proclaim. He wants his word to be spread. So when you feel shyness and you feel like you're not worthy enough to do it, trust me, baby, to Jesus, you're worthy. You're the most worth thing that he ever created. That's why he sent his son Jesus to come and die for you on the cross. Because you know what? How many times have y'all heard the phrase, you're out of this world? Hmm? I know all of us heard you out of this world. Says the same thing that people should be saying about us. You are out of this world because you're not of this world. You're of this world. You're of the kingdom of God. See, we're not of this world. So let's stop living in this world because we are not of this world. We're of the world of, of Jesus Christ. That's when we look at John chapter 18, verse 22. No, excuse me. Chapter 18, verse 36. It says... My kingdom is not of this world, Jesus said. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. As it is, my kingdom does not have its origin here. See, the people were expecting a Messiah. Not knowing that they had the Messiah right in front of them. The true one. But see, they were so focused on worldly things that they wanted to be freed from the Roman Empire. See? So when Jesus came, they didn't believe in him. Because like I said, they were so focused on the earthly things, they were like, okay, now we have to keep paying all these things to the Romans. We have to do what they say. We're under slavery. So Jesus, our Messiah, is going to come and free us from slavery, but not free them from the world. That's what they expected. But Jesus came of a, talking about another kingdom, which was the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven, and they didn't understand that. They don't understand that because they were living in the world. How many times are we living in the world? When people come to you and talk about Jesus Christ or invite you to church or tell you this or tell you that. And you're like, you know what? I don't have time for that right now. My life is going good. I'm still right here. I'm working for this right here. One day I will go to church once I retire, once I stop, you know what I'm saying? Whatever's going through your life. The problem that's coming, it will always be there because you're not coming to Jesus. That's why they killed Jesus. They didn't accept him because they didn't believe in the kingdom of God, they were only focusing on the earthly things. That's why it's real important not to be caught here. Because when you're caught here, the devil has you. And let's focus on earthly things. Not earthly, excuse me, but on heavenly things. Watch my time. So, remember, Jesus King Jesus left his throne. He left this, this right here, to come to this and become one of us. Think about that. Like, I can't even sit here. Like, at times I sit there and I try to put in words what Jesus did for us, and I can't. Because there's no words that can do it. Because who you know will tell you, hey, boss, leave your position and let me be boss. Right? Who you know is going to say, hey, you know what? 
You got cancer? I'll take that cancer from you and let you live. Think about that. Who was willing to give up their life for each and every one of you if it wasn't Jesus? Jesus left this to become us, to die for our sins so that we can become him and go to heaven. That's deep. It don't get deeper than that. Think about what he went through. When I think about it, it hurts my heart because Jesus left his throne to come and went through everything that he went through for us. And we weren't even born yet. None of us in this room was born yet when Jesus came to die for us. But guess what? He was thinking of each and every one of you. He had you in his heart. He knew that I got people coming after me that need to be saved and come out of this world to come to this world and live with me in eternal life in heaven. That's why we have to do what we got to do to better ourselves and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love so that we can come here with him. Never forget what Jesus did for you. Never. Every time something comes, think about what Jesus did for you and know that Jesus will always be with you until the end of time. And right now, I want to show you a video, right? So I want everybody to pay attention to this video, and it's going to show you a little presentation about how Jesus became one of us and died for our sins. Amen? You. Look at your eyes. Look at them. Speckled.
rely on me. I will forgive you. Follow me. Will you follow him? Will you follow him the rest of your life? See, the Bible say in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. So think about that. It doesn't get better to that. There's no greater love than the love of Jesus Christ. When I think about the people of the world in his time when they killed him. Like I told you earlier, they were not of this world. They were of this world. But I want you to know that we're the same way. When we participate in the things of the world, we're just like the ones that killed Jesus. Because they were participating in the things of the world. They didn't accept the Christ, the true Messiah. See, the Bible says in Isaiah 5, 53, 5, it says, but he was pierced. For our transactions. He was crushed for our inquinities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. So, any of you that are going through any diseases, sickness, by his wounds we are healed. And I want to talk about the lost sheep that are out there in the streets. See, when we're of the kingdom of God, we have our purpose and one job, and that's to reach the people of the world so that we can bring them to the kingdom of God. See, the Bible say in John chapter 15, verse 1 through 7, it talks about the parable of the lost sheep and how they're judging Jesus because he's sitting with the tax collectors and the sinners and he's eating. But Jesus tells them, how many of y'all do I know of a good shepherd that would leave, has a hundred flock with him, a hundred sheep that would leave the 99 sheep to go find that one sheep that left? One, one. There's so many souls out there that are lost. But if we could be like Jesus and stop worrying about the people that are in church and more and more about the people that are in earth, out there outside the church, we will bring them to heaven through us. We can only be somebody's only Bible. You never know. We might be somebody's only Bible. We got to be a representative of Jesus Christ. See, if we look... At John, I'm going to finish with this. At John chapter 10, 11 through 18, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired man says he is not a shepherd and does not own the sheep. He leaves them and runs away when he sees the wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is hired man that doesn't care about his sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. As the Father knows me, I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep, but I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. There will be a flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I am laying down my life so that I can take it up again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down. And I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my father. See, 
Jesus laid his life for each and every one of you. So if you never came to Christ, if everybody would just bow their heads right now and just close your eyes. If you never came to Christ and Jesus was the good shepherd was to come here tonight, today, this morning, sorry. Would you be left behind? Are you sure that you will go with Jesus Christ? So if anyone here right now has never accepted Jesus Christ in their heart, if you could just lift your hands right there where you at. If you want to accept him right now. If you want to accept the Lord of Lord in your life, raise your hands right there where you at. Amen. Anybody else? Don't worry about the person beside you. This is between you and God. Because at the end of time, it's only going to be you and God when God sees you face to face. And remember, shyness comes from the enemy. So I ask you three that raise your hand, if you could please come up here. Take courage. You are courage through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, be strong and courageous. Come, welcome them, church. And as they come, if there's anybody else that wants to come forward, now's the time. Listen, there's no reason to wait. Tomorrow is not promised. It's about today. It's about right now. Right now may be your only opportunity because when we leave here, we never know what's going to happen. So open your hearts right there where you at. Thank you, Jesus. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.